0: Cynic Empowerment! Last time on Cynic Empowerment. we we'll let's go to Mars. Take a couple whales with you though. Welcome, everybody. This is Cynic
1: Empowerment. My name is Jimmy Horn. And I'm Tim Carpenter. Welcome, everyone. Oh, man. So uh, let's start out with uh, something in regards to cleanliness. You know, sanitization is an important part of everyday life. Uh, In fact, I was listening to an interesting uh, Michael Pollan speech the other day. You familiar with Michael Pollan?
0: Yeah, he writes the books about our failing food structure –
1: Pretty much. Uh, And this particular was – this particular speech was on uh, food sanitation. Uh, uh, Probably a lot of people have heard about the recent E. coli outbreaks. Uh, Romaine. Yeah, they were sourced from Romaine on the central coast of California, I believe. Kill you. Uh, Which I was really surprised. Like I was walking through the grocery store the other day picking some shit up and there was a shit ton of Romaine still on the shelf. Well, not still on the shelf. It had been put back on the shelf. Uh, so I was like, is this okay? Did a quick Google search. They were like, yeah, they're putting it back on the shelves. You can definitely eat it, but not from Central Coast, California. Still, take it easy on that stuff. I look on the back, Monterey, California. It's Central Coast, California. That's where it was all from. And people are just like, I don't know. Grocery store's got it back on the shelves. Might as well throw it in my cart and get me some cola Makes sense to me. It's bullshit, man. But Michael Pollan was talking about the amount of time that we spend cooking our food versus cleaning the implements in which we use to make it. Uh, And there is a substantial difference there. And we need to basically spend more time cleaning our pots and pans, making sure we're using uh, the the proper – utilizing the proper techniques in order to make sure that the tools we are using are as clean as they possibly can be because you don't want to have shit in it like you basically just want to ensure that there's there's no literal poo on your pots and pans, right Jimmy?
0: That's right. That's why whenever I take a shower, I just grab all my favorite pots and pans and I just, you know, do a bubble bath with them.
1: It's nice. I mean, you you kind of have to make sure that you're on the bottom cuz you don't want to be like sitting on a big old pot. It's kind of uncomfortable. You know, those edges are kind of sharp. Um yeah, it, it, you definitely should do that. Everybody take that as a as an AOK from Cynic Empowerment, take a bath with your pots and pans. Love your pots and pans. A good bonding de-stress. experience. Yeah, de-stress with your pots and pans. Light some candles. Have a little, little bath bomb or two. Um, it's great. You know, it'll be absolutely fantastic, and they'll smell great when they get out. That's right. You'll, you'll be relaxed and refreshed. Uh, but when you go out, especially on those days that you don't really feel like cooking, you want to be aware of the fact that People aren't really washing their hands all the time. There's a very real possibility that somebody could be taking a crap, get up off of that toilet, totally skip the sink because you're, you're not going to be watching people who are going to be using the bathroom, and they go right up to the McDonald's counter in the UK, and they put their nasty shit-covered hands all over the touchscreen, and then they hand you your food. It could happen. But that's guess how what? It, yeah.
0: it did happen.
1: But up 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 shit touchscreens. Shit touchscreens, screens, Yeah. Touch screens. yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So this was uh, looks like England in particular. Uh, two six in London and two in Birmingham. Uh, there were all these touchscreens were swabbed and uh, bacteria was found on it specifically. All uh, of staph- them. <laughs> on specifically all of them. All of them, all of the bacteria was on it, uh, especially the ones found in shit. So take that into account if you're ever in the UK. Actually, take that into account anywhere. Like, how many of you dirty fuckers out there are texting while you're on the toilet? Hmm? Me, I do it. Just everybody. Everybody well, does that.
0: No, no, yeah, but there's 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 a there's an appropriate way to do it and an inappropriate way. This is the appropriate way to text while on the toilet. What you do is you go, you sit down, you pull down your pants, you pull out your phone. You've made no contact with your butt, right? Okay. You've sat down on what's basically a chair you're going to poop into, which is your toilet. And then you pull out your (laughs) phone. And you poop, right? Poop, poop, pooping, playing on your phone. And then Mm -hmm. when you're like, "Uh uh-oh, I think it's time to wipe now, you put your phone the fuck away back into your pants. And you're not allowed to touch your phone anymore. Until you wash your hands. That's the appropriate way to do it. Uh, I would agree with that. There's no back and forth. Just, there's no, like, playing on your phone, throw a couple of wipes on your butt on there, decide you need to poop some more, go back <laughs> to pooping, go back to playing off your phone.
1: You can't do that. Wait, what? You, you, uh, you wipe and then you forget that you have to poo more? Does that happen often, Jimmy?
0: It happens sometimes. It's just, don't act like that's fucking weird. It happens occasionally. You know I it mean, happens.
1: maybe, like, it happened... Just to me, like, maybe once every other year or something like not that. not that
0: fucking rare or weird. It's, it's
1: pretty rare, like, it's man. It's not
0: that fucking weird. Sometimes you think, like, oh, I'm all done. Yeah. Uh, everything's good to go. Ready to go aboard, governor. And then, yeah, uh, <laughs> whatever. I don't, ship, like don't you. Ship. <laughs> I don't need to explain myself Like, they don't have
1: bathrooms on a ship.
0: I need to explain myself to you. The people the know.
1: More. Make sure your bowels are emptied. You're not allowed on this ship until you've taken a shit. Exactly. Uh, anyway. I, I I don't know. I, I feel like I get some cross-contamination every once in a while. What uh, my touch screen is probably disgusting. What the fuck? Well, yeah. I mean, like, you're trying to, like, hold the phone in the same hand that you have your toilet paper. And, like, you kind of use the edge of your phone in order to get nooks and crannies. What the fuck? You know what I'm talking about? No, I don't. Heard. You ever heard of a poop knife? What the fuck? <laughs> you ever heard of a poop knife before, Jimmy? No. I, I had not heard of a poop knife until I was 26 years old. I was 26 years old before I heard. So of
0: yesterday. A
1: poop. And apparently, well, last year. So apparently, some families have a dedicated poop knife, and it's basically like a butter knife. No. In order to cut in half, uh, I guess sizable uh, passings. Right. What? Uh, yeah, so it's so big that it gets, like, caught sideways, so it won't go down the hole. So you use the poop knife in order to cut the shit in half so that it'll go down. What the, the
0: fuck?
1: Yeah, and then you go back in the McDonald's bathroom and you see a little, like, knife hanging on a string. You know what it's all about. What the fuck, dude? Yeah, there's a... Well, I mean, it's at McDonald's food. You know, it gets caught in your your everything, your colon's just like compacted with months worth of shitty fries and gray mass burgers that are made out of I don't know, cardboard and hair. And then it just stays there forever. And ultimately when you do have to go, it's it's copious.
0: Still trying to wrap my brain around the poop knife.
1: Yeah, it's pretty ridiculous. Uh so let's talk silver lining, huh? <laughs> What's the what's the silver lining behind finding shit on touchscreens? huh? Uh,
0: I, I think anything that's uh, negative uh, news about McDonald's the better because fuck yeah. McDonald's and yeah, we, you know yeah. anything that gets people to eat less McDonald's I think is a silver lining in itself.
1: Yeah, dude, McDonald's is the devil. Just don't don't go there. Don't do that. Yeah. You, you can quote us on that. This that's not even like libel. They they just.
0: It's like the golden arches are as literal symbolism for the devil's horns. Okay. It's not, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's literal evil
1: or upside down butt cheeks, which will remind you of the fact that there's shit on the touchscreens. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Associate <laughs> those butt cheeks with poopy's touch Touchscreens.
1: Don't go. Yep. And then they like hand you your stuff and then it kind of like wobbles a little bit and they like touch the top of your burger because it's about to fall. Like, oh, i caught it for you. There you go. You just remember <laughs> there is all kinds of Staphylococcus on the top of that now. Staphylococcus. Uh, so yeah, we're veering away from McDonald's. That's a good thing. Uh, and we're also increasing our, our health standards, uh, which I thought they were doing this the whole time. Like, are health agencies out there not just like regularly swabbing touch screens or making sure that food service workers are, are wearing gloves or being sanitary in general?
0: I thought so. I thought that's how you got your little food ratings, but I guess they can't always be there. They probably like get told in advance. So like, oh, by the way everybody, the food inspector's coming on Tuesday. I hope everyone washes their hands.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't don't shit and rub it on the touch screen, if anything. Damn
0: it. All right.
1: Fine. If I have to. But they don't give a shit, man. I don't give a shit. They don't. All right. Well, you know, McDonald's, unfortunately, is still pretty damn cheap. So I think that there's always going to be a certain segment of the population that's going to go for it, right? Right. Like, not everybody can afford that. Like, what if you're homeless, right? And you're asking for money. uh. You're probably gonna just run by the McDonald's and pick up a you know, a Big Mac or a double stacker or whatever it's called, you know? Makes sense to me. That kind of thing. And when they don't give you enough money, you fucking stab a bitch, right?
0: I don't think that's necessary. You wanted to upgrade to the to the supersize, right? I don't think they do it, that anymore.
1: But then they don't do supersize? No. Seriously?
0: I think I read a supersize after the supersize me documentary came out like 10 years ago or whatever. So, then, so
1: now you just order like a large or like a plus size or something? I don't know. Or? It's
0: probably like – probably the large is the size of the supersize now. That would be my guess. Like,
1: Well, for the sake of this allegory, let's say that you want the next biggest size. Uh-huh. But somebody didn't give you enough money in order to warrant allowing you to do so. Okay. So you got to have a little vengeance, right? Yeah. It makes sense so let's that's it let's just play it out right so I'm walking along and you're homeless right okay and uh, I'm like oh well uh, uh, hey there uh, mr. homeless man uh how about I give you some money to go eat and I I give you money kay? thank you thank you yep. for the money yep yep and now I'm gonna be on my way oh wait I forgot something here's
0: your change <coughs>
1: oh, and that was
0: I a sound stabbed. of me stabbing you
1: ah uh. Gosh, and it hurt. It hurt a lot for all of you out there that are It hurt you dead. It happened. And it happened, let's see, this was uh, 1230 AM uh, that Jacqueline, let's see if we have a last name here, um, Jacqueline Smith. Smith. Mm-hmm. Jacqueline Smith was rushed to the emergency room uh, after she had been stabbed by a panhandler After she gave this person money in East Baltimore.
0: Yeah, it seems like there was a duo working together. I think there was a woman panhandling, asking for money, and she rolled down the window and gave the woman money, and then some dude rolled up and stabbed her and then took her other belongings.
1: Yeah. Um, Oh, man, that's pretty ridiculous.
0: It's pretty fucked up. And apparently the, the woman that asked her for money that she gave money to said, uh, God bless you, after the man had
1: stabbed her. What? The girl actually yeah. said, God bless you, after the... Wow, that's pretty weird. So they so, must have had some, yeah. some pretty devastating mental deficiencies.
0: D- mental deficiencies or on some hardcore drugs or something.
1: Yeah, they had, they had no idea what was going on. Uh, And he apparently, like, rolled up in the guise of thanking her for her donation. Yeah. As well, so that's... It's even more ridiculous.
0: It's pretty fucked up. Someone, you ask for money, someone gives you money, and then you kill them for giving you money. It's just like, okay, this is why America is dying.
1: Exactly. I don't think they understand the long-term repercussions of interactions like this because if you want somebody to give you money more than once, i.e. you want to make a career out of begging, then you're going to have to make sure that the people who are subsidizing your lifestyle are going to be able to do so multiple times. And if you stab them, they go to the hospital and ultimately die from their wounds that you gave them. They will no longer be able to do that.
0: Right. And then if something like this gets, you know, loudspeakered via international or at least national news yep. and then people start associating giving money to homeless people with getting stabbed in the throat. Yeah. Then uh, there's, <laughs> there's going to be less people willing to roll down their window and give homeless people money. Yeah. And I'm not. I'm, so I'm already looking for reasons not to give homeless people money. This is a perfect excuse.
1: Oh, yeah. That, that pretty much sums it up. But I, I honestly stopped giving money to homeless people a while back. I, I think we had a, uh, a discussion about this in one of our earlier episodes yeah. um, where you know, like you, you don't necessarily know why they're asking for money. And I know that this is a very common uh, traditionally conservative argument like, oh, you know, they're just going to drugs wait, and speak. alcohol or something. Yeah. <laughs> they're going <laughs> to go buy food and educational materials. Yeah. Um, no uh, you, you don't really know what they're going to use it for not to mention you could be approaching someone who's already high as fuck like these people uh, well you know supposedly or have some type of you know in, insane mental deficiency also probably like these people maybe a combination of the two there's probably a bit of crossover <sighs> so you know don't don't approach homeless people like if they're asking you for money that's one thing, but don't ever walk up to a homeless person, and be like, you know, nudge them, be like, Hey, you want some money? That's not a good idea. And like yeah. anywhere, just don't do it. Um, yeah. I'm,
0: I mean, unless you're some organization, that's what you do is you have some kind of training or knowledge right. of how to go about helping homeless people or some kind of, I don't know, church organization or other organization. Like this is what you do. We're not saying you can't. Help homeless people, but you you don't you don't always know what you're going to be getting yourself into.
1: Right, and chances are you're going to be helping those homeless people more uh, in the in the overall uh, view of things uh, if you donate to those organizations instead yeah. of directly to those homeless people because they know how to deal with those individuals and in those communities. Uh, And they also are going to get a little more bang for their buck instead of just handing it to the homeless person and thinking that that individual who might be going through a really hard time or might not have the best decision-making skills going out and trying to fix the problem with their own money in their pocket.
0: Right. Yeah. The organization is going to be able to get them the things they need, like new socks and uh, toothpaste and all those things. People, when they don't have a lot of money, don't feel like buying. Yeah. Um, I hate, How, I, I have plenty of money, and I still hate buying socks and toothpaste.
1: Yeah, I, it feels like I'm just like throwing money into a hole, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, seriously. Oh, to keep my teeth clean—that's bullshit. Bullshit, man. Why can't they clean them fucking selves?
1: Yeah. Was...
0: <laughs> you think yeah. fucking cavemen needed fucking toothpaste? No.
1: Yeah, they had excellent dental records, man. Exactly. It looked great. Oh, Ask
0: man. Michael Pollan.
1: Yeah, this is, this is pretty ridiculous. Um mm, mm,
0: mm. Mm, 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 mm. So yeah. Tim, yeah, silver lining?
1: <laughs> oh, man. Well, I think it once again gives us another reason why we should look into charitable organizations that work with the homeless rather than interact with them individually. Um, once again, not to say that you absolutely should not, but it you should probably err towards the side of safety and just allow the professionals to take care of those problems. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, just... I don't know, man. It's really sad either way. Uh, mm-hmm. Hard to find a silver lining in this one. Do you have one? Mm.
0: Silver lining to... woman getting stabbed and bleeding out for giving money. To a
1: panhandler. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's pretty rough. Don't judge everybody just from this one instance. But yeah, Like, be careful. Like, don't don't just willy nilly, uh, you know, get your uh, your privileged guilt out of the way by handing somebody a couple dollar bills. It's not like you're gonna end homelessness by doing that, anyways. Yeah. So take it easy. You know. Go donate to a charitable organization instead. Yes yeah. um, So speaking of this, uh, I actually didn't know that Louisiana was one of the wealthiest states in terms of natural resources in the United States. You know what? I do not know that either. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, of course, you know leading into it, there's a lot of poverty there. There's a lot of homelessness. Yes. Why in the world would that be the case? It doesn't really really make any sense that it would be so wealthy in terms of resources, but so poor in terms of uh, you know inequality and uh, in need of welfare.
0: It's because people are stupid and they love being poor Tim. They just love it. Uh,
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> They're not as a uh, ingenious or in as an industrious a people as those who own the natural resources or land that they happen to reside in right so it's uh it's all about those industries you know we really got to take care of those industries those corporations are really what allow us to eat breathe live so why not just give them some incentive you know we, we want to make sure that they keep on doing what they're doing right
0: yeah, I want to incentivize corporations so much that I think we should just not tax them. What could incentivize a corporation yeah. more by just not asking them for anything in return?
1: Yeah, uh, why would we? Uh, otherwise, they might go to some other state, right?
0: They might leave us. and But if, even if they leave, since we're not taxing them to begin with, it'd be
1: like nothing happened. Yeah, <laughs> they just get to go wherever uh, wherever the market calls, right? Yeah. And in this particular instance, uh, Louisiana is the second uh, highest producer of crude oil in the United States, behind Texas. Mm-hmm. Now, is that the contiguous forty-eight states, or is that the United States overall? Because I know we got a lot of crude oil coming in from Alaska as well.
0: I couldn't tell you. I would assume. It was all the states, but maybe not, maybe yeah. not.
1: Okay, well, let's just say that the majority of it's coming from Texas, second most from Louisiana, I, it, and it could very well be that, you know, by by expense, since you don't have to ship it through a pipeline or anything like that, uh, Louisiana is very profitable for that reason, yeah. um, and there's a there's a crap ton of other industries there, too, but crude oil is being, you know, one of the primary Um a lot of this money uh, is uh, – or a lot of the property taxes are being foregone. Uh, I, I assume – I see, I don't even know why that incentivizes the company to stay there. Like you can't outsource natural resources. They're going to be there regardless.
0: Oh, I get what you're Stabble saying. This. They're saying the resources – like the the gasoline's going to be there whether or not <laughs> – yeah, Exxon is a proprietor of it or not. Sure. So if they want to get at that gas, why give them tax exemptions in the first place? They gotta cu- go through you to get it.
1: You could tax the shit out of them. Like you could be like, ah, you know what? You're gonna pay double property tax because not only are you extracting this crude oil, but you're also uh, damaging the environment by doing so. Or right, uh, I don't know. It, our society is so dependent on fossil fuels at the moment that we can't really afford to. Charge these companies more so, right? Like, what, where where is that that difference going to be absorbed? It's probably just going to be passed down to the people who work there and the right. consumer. So, I mean, there's there's no regulation that says that the company has to absorb it within their their uh, executive staff, and that they just have to take pay cuts as a result of it because they're definitely not going to do that. They, there's there's too much freedom up at the top. There's right. no way that one of these uh, one of these big head uh, CEOs is going to be like, ah, you know, I, I make a couple million dollars a year and I could make a million less and we could just like pay that all on taxes or redistribute it throughout uh, our uh, workers' wages. But what's the incentive to do that? There is none.
0: Yeah. Um, I guess just for our listeners what Tim and I are talking about is there's this uh, really short documentary It's only 15 minutes long. I would highly encourage everyone to watch it And it's basically how titled it's how Louisiana stays poor and essentially it makes the argument because we didn't know this until we watched it like uh, uh, Louisiana has a shit ton of natural resources It's the number two producer of gas as Tim already said It's like the number three producer of rice and like number one and two and a whole shitload of other industries Mm -hmm. That um, we rely upon uh, in the United States of America, and despite all of these um, multi-billion-dollar, hundreds of million-dollar industries, it ranks like number fifty out of like (laughs) the fifty states uh, as far as its quality of life and its figures and numbers as far as um, yeah, quality of life in in general. Mm -hmm.
1: So it's it's, uh, it's a paradox, as they say. Yeah, it, it doesn't make any sense. Uh, they, most of the tax exemption applications uh, are approved, like an overwhelming majority. Um, right. I think uh, like 90, over the last point. <laughs> yeah, over the last twenty years, they've only rejected eight applications, which means that uh, over a benefit analysis done in eighty-two years, only over ninety-nine point nine five of these applications have been approved. It's ridiculous.
0: Yeah. So basically any industry that's like, oh, hi, um, my name is uh, Exxon Mc- McFinley, and uh, we just don't
1: want to pay property taxes. You're like, oh, why didn't you say so? Approved. Approved, yeah, because they're all in the pocket of these corporate executives. Yeah. And, and a lot of the people in Louisiana – Louisiana is still a red state, right? Uh I, oh, yeah. I, bet I, could, I, I bet we could. I know. bet we could get up real quick.
0: <laughs> I don't know if that. Well, maybe it does matter. I don't fucking know.
1: Well, I mean, if they're if they're putting uh, if they're putting a bunch of Republicans in office, um, yeah. Uh, yeah. So six of the seven uh, U.S. representative seats from Louisiana are Republican. Okay. Uh, so no duh, they're going to support corporate interests. That makes a lot of yeah. sense. Uh, so if the people living there wanted to have a slightly better quality of life or at least attempt to make progress out of uh, the corrupt government that they're currently uh, being oppressed under, vote them out. Like get rid of these fuckers. You, you don't want them giving tax breaks to the wealthy? Then, then vote them out. <laughs> don't, yeah. don't let them stay in power. It, it's, it's kind of their own damn fault to a certain extent. I mean unless these are being rigged in some situation but – I mean, it is the Deep South. It does make Uh, sense.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, people – I mean, I wasn't aware of these issues, so I'm assuming that if you have, like, an entire state of, like, undereducated, you know, poor people, they probably don't realize the shit's going on either. Yeah. Uh, So, I don't know. I mean (laughs)
1: (laughs) – Why subsidize education when that's only going to make it harder for you to cheat your citizens?
0: Exactly. Exactly. Uh, I mean, and, and, and specifically, so uh, property taxes, which is what we're mostly talking about as far as these tax exemptions go, yeah. that's what funds, you know, local public schools and police departments and fire departments and all those kinds of things. So these are the specific kinds of things that are not being funded and underfunded. And yep. uh, yeah,
1: so yeah. the things that are going to give you a higher quality of life and ultimately allow you to make independent decisions rationally
0: yeah so they've kind of if anything they've created the perfect environment for keeping this going on for the next forever
1: yeah um that's pretty ridiculous uh, oh gosh silver lining <laughs> silver
0: lining silver lining i feel like we should have to take like a shot every time we say silver lining yeah. blech, just by the end of it it's like uh, we do this, um,
1: we do these podcasts on sunday morning so maybe that would be pretty fun let's uh, uh, let's do that Getting drunk at 10 o'clock in the morning. Like,
0: all right, hey, do this, you did, Jim. Got uh, yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: hey, well, one for the road, silver lining. What? Silver lining uh, Jimmy. <laughs> we don't even have anything to have a silver lining about. Silver <laughs> lining. <lighted>. Silver lining.
1: <laughs> Holy shit. Um, okay, so inexpensive fossil fuels, or at least relatively inexpensive fossil fuels. I would assume that the the more tax breaks we give these these companies, the less likely they are to try to to take that uh, you know that 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 subsidy and uh, I don't know it's rising tide lifts all ships bullshit free market maxim something like that you know what I'm talking about Jimmy
0: neo uh, anarchic I don't know
1: it doesn't make any sense like I don't know I, I would assume that there would be some type of correlation between inexpensive fossil fuels and subsidizing large companies. But in all honesty, we're just paying more money. I don't know, man. I'm, I'm really glad that this documentary is a result of that. That's certainly a silver lining.
0: Yeah, the silver lining is that there's a documentary, and I love documentaries.
1: Yeah, very entertaining.
0: Although it is kind of dry, uh,
1: but it's 15 minutes, so sit through it. You'll like it. Yeah,
0: <laughs> it's they pack a lot in 15 minutes. They it, There's a lot of nice slideshows, like the slides are good, the infographics mm-hmm. are good.
1: So yeah, we um, get entertained for 15 minutes as a result of this. That's, that's right. the silver lining.
0: And the more people that watch it, that number will grow.
1: Mm-hmm. And... Uh, It'll be more than just two people being entertained. Exactly. what we're saying. Uh, <laughs> Worth it. Jeez. Um, Worth it. Okay. Well, I, I think that uh, we're sufficiently in a state of cynicism. We're going we're gonna to hit you guys pretty hard now. <laughs>
0: yeah, now we're going to punch you in the fucking gonads.
1: Yeah, I hope you guys are ready for this. Uh That's fucking geez. horrible. All right. Do you want to do you want to explain this story, Jimmy?
0: Oh yeah. Let me explain this one. Have you have you explained all the other ones? That, let me explain. Fuck. I'll, yeah, I'll, yeah.
1: I don't want them to dislike me, Jimmy. <laughs>
0: so, Jesus Christ. So, um, I I guess there's no way to really say this in a way that isn't horribly offensive. So I'm just gonna read the title of the article because that basically sums it up. It says so. Here we have from Mir... Uh, This is where we got the source, and it's Woman in India set on fire by men after reporting them for trying to molest her. And so that basically sets the stage of this horrible, fucked up story. And so um, there was a woman from uh, Sittapur District in India, and basically what happened is when she was out and about near her home, uh, two guys basically tried to abduct her uh to to rape her and her brother saw it happen uh, but she was able to fend them off by biting their hands and this kind of thing and her and her family was like that's fucked up we need to do something about this Mm -hmm. so they go to the police in order to file a report for the attempted assault and um so they do that uh, nothing really comes of it. The police aren't doing their fucking jobs. They don't go and talk to these men or, you know, take them to jail or do anything like that. Yep. And so what happens is the next day, the two men that assaulted her go well, the, to the, the field.
1: Complaint. The family lodged an additional complaint.
0: Okay. So, uh, so, they, 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 so they made a – they tried to file a report and then they made a complaint because nothing was being done.
1: Yeah, uh, they they noticed that there was no action being taken, so they they went again. They gave him another shot. They're like
0: about it. Hey, you guys are doing your fucking jobs. How about you do your fucking jobs?
1: Yep. Nobody came. Nobody came. Mm -hmm.
0: And but somehow her assaulters were aware that they were trying to make something be done with this situation. Yep. And so the two men uh, that uh, try to commit this atrocity in the first place went to the field in which she worked doused her with kerosene and set her on fire yep and uh, yeah so that's pretty much the incident she's currently in critical care uh, hospital uh, with severe burns on over 40% of her body but
1: yeah so yeah yeah this is pretty- yeah 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 and this is uh, this is coming after uh, some really terrible crimes against women, uh, or I guess you know, the, the sexual violence crimes uh, that were brought to light in 2012, uh, whenever there was a, a a death penalty that was included against some uh, transgressors of rape in particular. So. It's weird that it isn't being spread throughout. I mean, India is a very large place uh, oh, yeah. and and has a shit ton of people living there. I, I believe it's over a billion.
0: Uh, yeah, second I, most populous in the world.
1: I would guess like one point two billion. It's a good guess. Let's let's check it out real quick. Uh, one point three three nine billion in twenty seventeen, which right. is just underneath China. I mean, it, if that puts it in perspective at all, one point three three eight billion in China. Uh, wait, wait a second. Hold on. Yeah, it's almost the same. Jeez. OK, so less landmass, uh, but almost the same population. Uh, so that's that's something to keep in mind. They have some in- infrastructure issues as a result of that. And I think that uh, that this is uh, another culprit, although it's something that they should certainly be focusing on lest uh, more women become the victim of sexual assault uh, and outright. Uh, like aggravated assault and battery and attempted murder or what, whatever else that you could, you could say about this. It's, it's absolutely terrible. Like, well, what's worse than being, being burned? Like Jimmy and I were talking about this earlier. Like that's, that's like one of the worst things that you could do to somebody, burning them alive. like
0: ah. Yeah. It doesn't get much worse than that. Yeah. Jeez. Uh,
1: there, there's some, some pretty nasty statistics in this article as well. Uh, it says uh, it says here, and once again, this is a mirror.co.uk uh, story. Uh, it says, even if cases are registered, crime statistics show that police files remain open for about a third of all rapes that were investigated each year between 2012 and 2016. Uh, yes. So I, I don't really know why that is unless the majority of these people that – are committing these crimes are anonymous, and that they're able to get away uh, without uh, being recognized.
0: Well, As fucked up as that is, I mean, even here in the United States, a large number of rape kits go untested. And there was recently some uh, news articles that I read where basically police departments were just throwing away rape kits without even testing them. So um, it's not just an issue in India.
1: Why would they want to do that? Like, what's is is it just that they're lazy?
0: Like, uh, it's probably part of it. Probably still some um, stigmatism we have towards rape even in the West, as far as um, people reporting it and not taking the victim seriously and treating it like we would treat other crimes.
1: But the rape kit, like, isn't that? Like I I don't get it. Like are people just like waltzing in after they've, you you know, just like (laughs) post-coital and just being like, hey, test me. Certainly there's got to be other factors. Like you can see that the person is is traumatized. Oh, yeah. They're displaying – uh you know, a significant amount of stress. Well,
0: a nurse is the person that does like the rape kit part, right? So then the and then they have a they, a police officer comes and like takes it and they you know it they have to they they take everything into account as far as like it takes several hours to do the entire uh thing as far as, you know, examining any kind of um bruising or any kind of physical abuse that could have transpired along with um the rape itself and uh yeah so I mean it's supposed to be a very detailed account of everything with lots of uh DNA samples and stuff like that from anything of, of scratches and whatnot. But yeah, I don't know. I don't I, I I don't work in a police department, so I guess I can't say, but mm-hmm. a lot of them don't get tested.
1: Yeah. And, and I wish that they would say like some totals here as well so that we could see just how far reaching of a problem it is. I mean, any any case of rape is is too many. But I, I mean, the the larger the number, perhaps it's a um, you know perhaps it's a workforce issue. Maybe they don't have enough people to warrant testing every single rape kit. Or I, I don't know. I don't think that there's a good excuse either way. But if if you have all of these cases out and the majority of them are going. Uh, you know, unresearched, there's, there's no detective work being done on any of them. Then I would think that this would also be one of those situations that, I mean, it's not, it's not acceptable. I'm not saying it's acceptable, but it's more acceptable when you understand that it's a workforce issue, that there's just not enough people to do the jobs. Right. Uh, Which
0: might not even be the case. So who knows? It might not be. Yeah. That's, this is just like
1: (laughs) trying to, to, to. In it makes some, some logical it, sense, right? It, it just doesn't make any sense why that would be the case, unless – unless all these people are, are hardcore uh, meritocrats and claim that all these people deserve to be raped or something like that, and there's just like a an absolutely terrible uh, view towards these individuals to begin with, and then it makes total sense, right? Right. they're not looking at it because they legitimately do not care because they think it should be happening or I don't know it, it sounds gross to say yeah Ugh. it's pretty no yeah um, ah, I don't know what it, how do you even change a situation like this Jimmy like you,
0: you, well I mean there's lots of uh, activist in india with all the recent bullshit that's been happening and i mean as you stated there's been harder laws put in place to punish rapists and stuff like that in recent years in yeah. india so i mean i uh obviously this story doesn't seem to be evidence that uh things are changing in a good direction mm-hmm. but at the same time uh i would like to think that they are uh based on you know, law is changing and that kind of shit.
1: Yeah, they're, they're – so apparently the rights groups are uh, accusing Indian police of bowing to pressure from local politicians to bury investigations. So I, it probably is an institutional problem mm-hmm. uh, that, that these, these politicians want to sweep all of these cases under the rug so that it doesn't look like they had as big of a problem as they do. So, yeah, why why even fix the problem if you can just show the rest of the world that you don't even have one and just pretend that it doesn't even exist?
0: Sounds like a college campus in America, if you ask me. Pretty much,
1: yeah. You don't have to fix the problem if there isn't one. Disgusting. All right. Silver line Jimmy. Fuck you. Yep. I wanted to ask you first. Cause, Take a shot. Yeah.
0: Take a shot. Uh, um, so, uh, silver lining here. Silver lining here. Uh.
1: Okay, so, I, I got one. It, it, and a lot of these that are extremely terrible and that we're, we're hearing about these unbelievably sad things happening to these individuals, Uh, in this particular instance, I think it carries with it a kind of... Um, uh, a dramatic violence that catches the catches the attention of the reader and the people that are consuming this content in a way that, unfortunately, because there's just such a large quantity of them that that a regular rape story does not, right? Uh, yeah. So hearing about someone getting burned alive uh, after an attempted rape uh, that'll cause you to pay a lot more attention to these issues and. And know that it's still a very real problem if you weren't already aware of that. Um, so knowledge is power, guys. Uh, you know, uh,
0: I guess from reading the story, it seems like she had the support from her family where sometimes you see in uh, certain groups, they're like, uh, oh, it's your f- own oh, damn fault you got raped. And so in this case, yeah. it seems like your family was doing the right thing, trying to make sure the police were doing their fucking jobs. Yep. And so, it seems like everyone was doing what they were supposed to be doing, except for the fucking people that they were trying to get put in jail, that the yep. police had just done their fucking jobs. Yep. It would have not been a fucking issue.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep, that's for sure. Ugh, disgusting. You know who else is disgusting? Lots of stuff. <laughs> Mr. Dirty Duterte himself. Dirty Duterte. Dirty. Dirty Duterte. We did a, an episode not too long ago about this fucker. Um, so President Rodrigo Duterte, uh, of course, he's our favorite. He's he's the best. Uh, this guy is fantastic. He's got all the good ideas. He's funny and charismatic. Is all get out. I take yeah. what, his jokes always on point. Always knows his audience. He knows how to read people. He's great. Absolutely fantastic uh, we, we totally support him here on on cynic empowerment yeah this guy has uh, literally murdered people like he, he is he is I, 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 I'm pretty sure he's holding the gun to their to their head himself like I got no doubt in my mind he has actually gotten his hands dirty in this war on drugs that he is leading the way on. Uh, nearly, at least once. nearly 5,000 Suspected drug dealers uh, Have been killed since 2016 Under his regime And he oh, said yeah. This past Monday That he used marijuana to stay awake And then said he was just joking And, and I believe that this was in a um, This was in a summit uh, He said this in public um, Let's see Love it. Was, it? it was a news briefing um, Ridiculous no, no, no! It was a it was a speech. It was a speech at the Association of Southeast Asian Nations summit in Singapore last month.
0: It makes Jeez. it makes no sense from so many levels. Like, for like the fact that he has such a, like one, it's just weird if your leader makes jokes about drug use, right? Like that's just a weird thing yeah. in general. But then when you add the extra layer that he's like basically solely leading a campaign to murder all drug users is just like extra fucking weird like it would be like what if like hitler got on stage and was like oh hey guys w- wouldn't it be weird if i was like jewish or something wouldn't that just be feared <laughs> like i know i'm having a speech right now and we're talking about something completely different but wouldn't that just be you know just a little weird
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs>
0: like haha what <laughs> yeah and so for him to be on stage and have the balls to be like Oh yeah, I smoke. I smoke. I smoke weed to stay awake. You're like,
1: what? Why did you say that? Yeah, it's why it's not even relatively funny. Like, it doesn't <laughs> make any fucking sense. Jeez. Uh, mm. uh, one of his, uh, one of the senators in the Philippines actually said that he should take a, a drug test as a result. Uh, what if he was? What if it was positive? Like, what do you oh, think the man, repercussions I, of it being positive would be? I'm
0: sure he's, like, positive on all kinds of drugs. I'm sure he's fucking doing blow and fucking,
1: Yeah. I don't even know. I think I, after, after yeah. this particular thing, he's going to go cold turkey like he's about to go on a job interview in a red state. You know, like, he's <laughs> he is super clean at this point. There's no way that he's going to be like, oh, well, you know, a little, little tope before bed to help me stay awake. Help me stay awake. <laughs> Geez. <laughs> yeah. It's completely ridiculous. Yeah. Any of you out there that have uh have consumed cannabis in the past, i d I don't think it helps you stay awake. Know what I mean? It doesn't really make a whole lot of
0: sense. I, I don't think that's what it's known for, no.
1: No, not not particularly. Um but you tell us, uh everybody, uh give us your experience. Uh, you know, positive or negative with any drugs that you've taken, make sure you sign your name. We'll be sending it to your employer. Uh, We're going to start our own little, uh, our own little Duterte purge shortly. But seriously, we want to know, actually, I I really would like to know how you've been treated in the workplace. Uh, If you do happen to uh, live in an environment that uh, it's at the very least legalized, you know, there, there are several states out there that have made, um, uh, cannabis recreationally legal. Uh, and of course, many more states where it is medicinally legal. Tell us what your experience has been, uh, in regards to the workplace. Um, we want to, we want to be able to, uh, have like a little talk back session there. And that goes for, most topics in general, like if you'd like us to speak on any particular topic, uh, let us know uh, and stick around to the end of the episode. and We'll be uh, we'll be telling you where you can where you can find us. Aye. Yeah. So. Uh, uh, silver lining of Duterte, uh, if if he has to take a drug test and he's positive, I'm pretty sure that he's not going to be president for much longer. Oh, that'd be great. Oh, There's just they'll eat him alive. There's, yeah. there's no way. There's no way that they're gonna let him be there, especially after being so hard on these folks. I'd eat him. Oh yeah. I bet he tastes horrible. Uh, that's good. Yep.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I wouldn't even enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, that's gonna be like scowling while eating his body. Um, disgusting. What else is good? It's it's the uh, silver lining is that it's funniest joke 2018, hands down. Without a doubt.
1: Yeah. yeah. He, he knows it. He's on point. And I bet the timing was pretty good, too. Um, you know what, guys? I, uh, I, I smoke weed to, to keep me awake. <laughs> yeah, I just don't know how you,
0: like, like you subtly slide that into a fucking speech. I just don't understand. Uh, I don't even know.
1: You know what? I was talking so. to a couple of folks. I was talking to a couple of folks. They were on their knees. They had black hoods over their face. Uh, so I couldn't really hear them all that well. But they were like, hey, man, did you try that? that primo uh philippine weed and he's like oh yeah man it's the best and then i was like oh man uh i totally smoke weed too and it helps keep me awake at night blam blam Boy, bam. Yeah. like what yeah that, that was those were gunshots he killed them oh, <sighs> yep yeah. yep so yeah absolutely hilarious jimmy is there anything that's uh its making you sad, is there anything that keep that keeps you up at night?
0: <laughs> what keeps me up at night yeah. is this fucking table me and my girlfriend have been working on it yeah? the last forever. okay I, I hate this table, Tim. I never I didn't know I didn't realize a human being could hate a table so much.
1: Well, I, thought, I, thought, I thought the project went well.
0: The project was going well, but then we got impatient. Oh no, we what? got impatient with our table.
1: What happened, dude?
0: So we did, like, two, like, really thin layers of polyurethane on it. Yeah. And then yesterday, we wanted to do the kill shot. We wanted to be done with it. Oh, no. So we put, like, a lot of polyurethane on there. Oh, no. And so now it looks like this fucking weird, like, clear sea of weird, goopy, not...
1: Oh!
0: Not... Oh. Thin lineness of oh. consistency. Jimmy, no, <laughs> it looks horrible. Oh. I hate it so much. As, and it was also like really cold
1: outside last night, so I think that affected it as well. Yeah, man. Ah, oh, dude. As a as a craftsman myself, this this does make me sad. <laughs> it's horrible. It, that gets me right in the values. Oh.
0: We've we've spent so much time, energy, and money on this fucking table. Like, I wanna, I wish there was a cliff nearby that I could just throw it off of.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, well, what do you got there in Louisville? What, how can you destroy it? You got like a like a waste management facility nearby that you can throw it into like a like one of those trash compactors or something like that.
0: I don't know. Maybe. Crush. I...
1: Um,
0: I bet I bet we could fix it. Let's let's talk about it later. <laughs> okay, we'll save those. Yeah. Boring details for after. Okay, okay. How about you, Tim? Why are you sad?
1: Why am I sad? Uh, uh, I need a haircut. <laughs> I need a haircut so bad, and I I don't want to do it because you know there's I, a way to fix that. You just go and you get a haircut. you go and you get a haircut. Okay, so here's why it makes me sad. Uh, a lot of the people around the area happen to be uh older ladies, and uh, older ladies have this kind of like. Um I don't know. Especially if they've had children, they kind of have like this motherly instinct in which they tell you like what you're doing wrong with your life while you're, while you're sitting there and getting your, while you're getting your hair cut. Yeah. So every time I, (gasps) I, I've got a little bit of psoriasis on my head. And uh, this this lady in particular, which I don't think I'm going to go back to her because she talks to me about my psoriasis one day, And she's like, uh, you know what you should do? You should uh, go to the doctor and see that because it's going to make you go fucking bald. Uh, you know, like stuff like that. I was like, thanks. Yeah, thanks a lot. Like, I didn't know that that was going to be the case. Now I'm really nervous about it. Like, they're just putting the fear of God in me. And, yeah, it's just... Now I've, I, I'm afraid that like whenever I go to, to any any barber, they're gonna be like, hey, what's this spot in your head? You know, it's gonna make you go bald. And then eventually, I'm gonna have to actually go to the doctor about it, and I don't want to do that. Yeah. Oh, first world problems, man. It fucking sucks, man. I got access to healthcare, and I'm not using it. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Stupid insurance. Shit. Fuck insurance, man. Yeah. I mean, I guess when I actually need it, I'm gonna be like, yeah, insurance. But as of right now, I'm just like. Uh, maybe I do need it and I'm just putting off, Jimmy. Maybe that's what yeah. it is. Yeah, I know I feel that. Doctors suck. Shit. Yeah. They're always telling you, you to insulin. like improve your health and stuff. Ooh. Stop drinking so much. Get more Ooh. exercise. Eat more vegetables, man. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking assholes. Uh, damn right, Jimmy. Um. All right, well – I think that uh, that about sums it up for the day. Uh, what, uh, where all can these these fine fine listeners find us, Jimmy?
0: All right. So if you wanna. Talk to us about your experiences uh, or have suggestions for us and otherwise be sure to contact us by emailing us at cynic at gmail.com or liking us on the Facebooks and sending us a message to there. Mm-hmm. Or you can tweet at us, tweet at us at cynic me one.
1: Yes, please, please, please let us know what you think. Um, critiques. And criticisms are welcome, uh, but we would like to know what you would like to hear about. Um, yes, any topic is welcome uh, as long as it is sufficiently sad. That's that is the the only stipulation, and we'll talk about it. Uh, talk and if you have it. if you have feedback, uh, and we hit that critical mass of listener feedback, then we'll have another episode in which we uh, we present your ideas and the the weird ass opinions that you have to the world, <laughs> you know, free of any, uh, any type of, um, any type of work on your part. All you got to do is type it up and send it to us. Simple as that.
0: Right. that's it.
1: So, yeah, I guess that's, that's pretty much it. Um, well, hope this, uh, this episode doesn't keep you up too late at night. Um, uh, and, uh, keep your head up and we'll catch you next time.
0: Yeah, smoke a bunch of weed and stay up all night long. <laughs> fucking do rails of weed. That's how you do weed, right? Yeah, you s- rails of weed. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's the good stuff. Don't, don't sleep. Yep.
1: Don't sleep. Don't, don't go to sleep.
0: <laughs> it was like, it was like, good, better, awful.